and good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to this week's new episode of the Xbox Factor Podcast. I'm your host, Mr. Boomstick XL, and we have an outstanding panel and group of chat. The chat here is already banging. We also have a ton of incredible topics that we're going to get into. Sorry, I'm not on camera this week again, ladies and gentlemen. I, I, I you know, I, like everyone has n- known, Josie and I are, you know, we're just still battling COVID, and I look like a hobo. I got, I'm, I got a two week old beard. Uh, my mohawk is to the left when it should be to the right, and um, yeah. So I'll be back on camera next week. Uh, <laughs> first, I want to say a big thank you to the entire community. Uh, the well wishes that we got. Uh, when we announced that we got sick and then the constant checking up of multiple people that took the time to reach out to us both privately through, you know, through text or through like DMS to check on us on a daily basis has been nothing short of moving. So we are incredibly humbled by how many uh, messages of, of get well and well wishes that we got. So I want to say a big thank you to everyone that did in fact reach out to us. You're going to notice that the panel is a bit different today. Uh, most of the people that are normally here, it just is, it was like a full moon and everyone had to go into work. So we do have some of the panel. We also have a returning guest all the way from down under risk it for the biscuit. What's going on, brother? How are you doing, man? Welcome back. Thanks for having me, man. Of course. Um, yeah, I'm actually a little bit sick as well. Um, I'm going to keep the camera on. Excuse my one red eye. Uh, I've got a baby <laughs> and he likes to pass on whatever he gets to me. That's um, what they do. <laughs> <laughs> and I hope you feel a better boom as well, man. Um, Thank you. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it does, it takes a while for COVID to, to let go. Um, and your immune system's down for a little bit. So you got to, you know, you got to keep up fluids, keep up all that, that good stuff. But it's going to be a good show. I'm excited. There's lots to talk about this week. So, um, yeah, I'm ready to get into it. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you uh, coming back to join us. Uh, we got, I did, I did get a chance to record at least an hour worth of the Forza horizon 5 dlc that just launched and it is we're going to actually going to get into that right after another topic that jumped off the page thanks to good friend of this program jez corden he posted something this morning which i will read momentarily i'm going to break it down because i think it's a big nothing burger and unfortunately the media does what the media does and it just seems like microsoft or uh, xbox or 343 or halo infinite seem to always get the the kick in the ribs when they're down. Um, and we'll break that down momentarily, but let's continue in with our rest of the panel. Boxenberger, who's got to leave in about an hour, is going to be here. Uh, welcome back, brother. How you feeling? Hey, how are you doing, man? I hope COVID uh, doesn't stick with you too much. We talked a little bit about it in the green room. Um, it is like it is. Um, I think eventually everyone has to go through it, so I just hope it, it goes smooth for you and, and your I wife so. yeah but other than that i've been good i've been good i've um, been playing a lot of games lately um uh, you know there's really not that many news so i w- didn't do a video over the weekend and i got to play uh, more games and that was awesome it's um, nice to actually play games right <laughs> yeah <laughs> between all the content creation and yeah so um yeah, that was a lot of fun, and uh, otherwise, I'm looking forward to today's show, even though I can only stay for an hour or so. Um, but yeah, let's do it. Yeah, well, it's great to have you here, brother, even for an hour. Uh, Infinite Umbra, how you feeling, man? Good, g- g- glad to have you uh, part of this show each and every week. Glad to have you back. How you feeling? 
I'm feeling good, Boom. Uh, absolutely uh, excited to be here with you all, too, as, as well, every week. Um, you know, it's something because I'm usually really tired about this point. So it takes a lot of energy for me, make, for me to make sure I'm up because I'm usually a vampire. I'm up at night. Ah, uh, so, okay. But it's it's uh, it's well worth it, you know, being in a you know party with you guys talking about these types of things. So I'm all for it. Uh, I've been a while, all right. Uh, I've been fortunate, by the way. I noticed a lot of notice a lot of guys have caught COVID and such like that. And I've been fortunate that through this pandemic, I haven't caught it once. Man, good on you, Ryan. We we, we just, uh my, my my Mrs. Boomstick and I lasted two and a half years before we got it. Yeah, and uh, we've done everything. It's just it's just. Man, we just got the short end of the stick this time. Yeah, I'm glad you're doing a bit better at least, and uh, the missus, I'm hoping so too. And the same for you, box with your with your missus. So thank you, brother. Thank you, thank you. Yep. And uh, just ready to chop it up with you guys. Yeah, we're we're gonna have a great we're we're gonna have a great two hour show. Great lots lots of the breakdown. And last but not least, Daniel McGee, what's going on, brother? How you feeling? Welcome back. Uh, you know, it sounds like compared to everyone else, I'm feeling pretty great. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I the only thing I've got to complain about is it's uh, it's been my my first week back working retail, uh, and I forgot how tiring it is to walk fifteen thousand steps at a cash register. Like, it's, wow, yeah, my legs are tired, but <laughs> I'm not sick, so I guess you know, don't have much to complain about. Well, listen, we're glad to have you a part of this show each and every week, and uh, glad to have you back here today. Before we get into topic number one, I got to thank a couple of people that dropped Super Chats early and often, and the first one comes to us from Drawn TJ, just an outstanding five-hour Super Chat, and says, Morning, do you think Sony buys Ubisoft, or do you think that Xbox buys all of WB? I I think that Sony is preparing themselves. I don't think Ubisoft is in their wheelhouse financially. Uh, but also, you got to remember, there's a lot of problems uh, currently going on at Ubisoft. Uh, just n- n- not just internal problems with development. I'm just talking about a lot of the sexual misconduct stuff that continues to uh, be a big part of the conversation. I don't know, you know, like Microsoft is getting, uh, you know, in, you know, in, into the business further of having to fix other people's problems once the ABK deal is done. Like I can't even see how. Microsoft would be it'd be potentially in line, and I don't don't think Sony would be either. I think Sony's big play is Square. Uh, is Square, that's what I think. But only time is going to tell in regards to what they're doing over there at Sony. They are going to make a big push because they know that they can't just sit on their hands. Uh, Sith Lord, good friend of the program, drops an outstanding two dollars super chat and says, "Boom! Glad that you're back. Was worried for you too. Well, thank you for that, brother. Definitely appreciate the well wishes." And Brigaders Blue drops an outstanding two dollars super chat and says, "Happy to see you back and well, boom. Well, thank you for the well wishes and of course the generosity, folks. Um, one of the things that you do as a content creator uh, is you're constantly reading." And it's one of the things I find most enjoyable about this, well, it's a job. You have to keep yourself up to date. You have to listen to other people's opinions. I love listening to other people's podcasts because, of course, you get to hear those opinions, usually live, raw, and uncut. Um, But the reading part that goes into putting these shows together, which I do quite a bit. This week, we're going to try and, uh, you know, squeak out three of them. Um, You... You learn a lot about the business, and the thing that I've learned the most is that when the industry seems to be bored, Microsoft 
always seems to be the one platform, no matter how good that they do, if there is even a slight tweak in the way that they're walking straight, it's like it becomes like a dog piling contest. And so, so what, what, what exactly am I getting? At? What am I talking about to open up today's show? Well, folks, we're going to be talking about Halo Infinite and 343 Industries. And I bring this up because friend of this program, friend of the community and beat writer for at Windows Central, Jez Corden, posted something this morning that uh, I actually was going to talk about because, like I said, I do a lot of reading and I have uh, very specific sites that I go to, one of which is Video Games Chronicles. I happen to really like their work. And one of the things that disappointed me about them is they posted a story about how there's no matchmaking for co-op in Halo Infinite. And everyone seemed to run with this as, it, as if it was the, you know, another, you know, ding in the armor of 343 Industries on how they've messed up or ruined Halo. Um, here's the thing, folks. As you know, you come to this channel and you follow a lot of the people that are on this panel and many of my other panels because you trust in how we conduct ourselves, how we, uh, you know, talk about criticism. We talk about triumph. More specifically, when 343 deserves the roses, we will, of course, we will give it to them. And I have done that more times than not. I mean, I, like I said, I'm one of the few reviewers that gave Kalo Infinite a 10 out of 10. And I and I still stand by that. Um, but when they when they drop the ball, I am not shy from not giving them roses and giving them the criticism that criticism that they deserve. Well, Jez Corden posted this on Twitter on its official Twitter account. He says this, folks, I saw a wave of websites laminating that Halo Infinite won't have co-op matchmaking. I can't imagine a single scenario where I'd want to play Halo and co-op with a total stranger. WTF. And I have to agree with him. Uh, like I said, I, I, I personally played Halo. In fact, I've played every Halo. Um, and I don't ever recall a time where there, were, there was matchmaking for randos to play co-op. Because I, I even asked this, uh, the question to, uh, to Daniel McGee. When we, when we were in the green room, says Daniel, I mean, I don't you normally play Halo co-op with your friends because you guys want to do something together? And usually it's beat the game on the hardest difficulty with four people to talk and have a lot of fun. I've never thought about, hey, I need to play this with randos. I don't mind playing a multiplayer with randos. That doesn't bother me, but I guess it's a thing. Uh, Daniel McGee, is this a big nothing burger, uh, or, or and, and is this just is this just another you know piece of proof that there are people in the industry in the in, in in the journalistic community that just want to pile on Xbox and Halo? Yeah, I mean, anyone who's who's watched the show or any of the associated shows of the people on the panel know that none of us here are afraid to give three four three the smoke when they very much deserve it yeah um they are sort of xbox's biggest problem child at the moment um which hopefully will get fixed soon but honestly when i read this it's like i just i can't imagine it being that big of a deal i genuinely do not know if any previous halo game has had uh matchmaking for the campaign 
because if it even if they did I would have never tried to do that, right? Like the only time I'm ever going to play campaign with anybody other than myself is if it's friends or family or something. Like I, I would never want to play the campaign with just completely random people. So I guess I can understand people being upset about it if they maybe don't have a friend group that they can do that with. But I've never heard of anybody wanting to play a campaign with completely random people like it's it's so strange to me i i think that what it is is it's just 343 has been dropping the ball so much lately that when absolutely anything like this happens it's one of those things where you know you can put out an article or a video about it and you know that people will click on it because it's just sort of the popular thing to do right now to dogpile on on 343 and i guess xbox at yeah, large but most of 343 and for the most part 343 has deserved it but this i don't think matters yeah yeah and i i absolutely agree with you and i and i think you're onto something real quick we were talking about it there there was one game and someone in the uh, on the panel said it but uh shane in the chat said reach had it which i don't even remember to be honest with you uh having it that's how that's how long ago last time i played reach with uh uh, in, in co-op so again I, I i don't this is not the biggest topic of the show we have a lot to get into but i thought we'd have to open up with it because it is it is worthy of a conversation L- let's bring in risk it for this risk it um obviously this is a story that does that that just proves that either there's not a lot to talk about right now at, or that the industry just really knows how to tap the vein when it comes to anything negative, go to go to the way of the Xbox and we'll get clicks. Because that's exactly, I mean, like, Jez Corden is a journalist. He understands that you have to, you know, put stuff out there that people are going to want to read. It, it, it seems that even he, based on what he had to say, seemed a bit frustrated with the, his own brethren, so to speak. Yeah, well, look, for me, it's not an issue. I mean, <laughs> I've... Uh... I've never. I don't think I've ever played Halo with people I don't know. It's just something that hasn't happened for me. So yeah, yeah. For me personally, it's a non-issue, and I think for most people in the Xbox community, it's an absolute non-issue. Um, and to see people, especially large media outlets, jump on this, I guess it just kind of goes to show you that 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 bias is still strong. It's still out there, um, and it's still happening. And look, I've as as as. Mr. McGee, um, so succinctly put it, that I didn't get anyone on this panel, and I may be even the worst perpetrator of this. So when it comes to giving 343 the smoke when it's deserved, they I I definitely give it because Halo is a game, I, I agree with you 10 out of 10. Halo is a game with, with some of the best bones of an FPS arena shooter like you've, you've ever seen. Um, it's just light on content. Um, there's obviously other things that have come along with, with 343 that have been issues. There's been many, many an issue, that, but this is a non-issue. Why are we uh, piling on more, more to, more, I hate to say the word, BS, piling more BS onto a studio that has already just had like drama after drama yeah. after drama after mm-hmm. drama. These developers don't deserve that. They, 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 they've been taking a beating since day one. Yeah. Um. And so this for something that's a non-issue for the media to jump on, you know, it's just it's a. I agree with you. It's probably it's a slow news week, and they've got to throw something out there, right? And they, they know that there's going to be fanboys out there that'll bite. Um. But it's just to me, it's a non-issue. 
I'll be playing Halo with my friends. I am playing Halo with with uh, Infinite and Jedi, like and Doomy. Um, and we have a great time. So yeah, yeah, yeah. For me, yeah, it, it's, it. it's look. I, I I play I play with randos in multiplayer all the time. Have no problem with it. Though to be honest with you, I've I have never played uh, co-op and and for the for the single player campaign with randos. Like even if it was a if it was a a, a chance to do so, I wouldn't have taken that chance because I want to play with people that I can trust, people that I know. Multiplayer, you're just shooting the hell out of each other, and you're there for 15 minutes and you're done. Um, I, again, I, 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 I just I, I just find it very disappointing that even when Microsoft, even when there's not really much to say, and no matter how good that they do, because like I said, the, the criticism that has come the way of 343, they have earned that, folks. This isn't us being D-bags looking to pile on it to try and, and, and get new subs by using hate as, 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 as the forefront of a conversation. But when when you see their own in, in, in Jez Corden, who I trust indubitably, making statements like this, it, it, it's it just goes to show you that there is uh, that bias that still exists. And unfortunately, I, I mean, again, I'm not a boob, folks. I understand that these websites are a business, right? They got to make money. And how do you make money? Well, you make money by clicking, by making things keep people going to click on. I just think that this is ridiculous. Boxenberger, let's get your opinion on this regarding what Jez Corden had to say and what a lot of the media <clears throat> is talking about. Um, Halo Infinite in the news again. Uh, mm. Of course, it, it is a non-story. Uh, I, I, I believe everyone on the panel so far seems to believe so. Where do you fall on this? Is, is, is playing co-op with Rando something that they needed to consider? Uh, no, not at all. Not at all. Uh, I've seen a lot of uh, media outlets run with it. Um, you mentioned Video Game Chronicles. Uh, I want to break at least a lance for them because I, I enjoy their website too. I, I, I at least I, one I, of the most, last most ones. Of my stuff comes from them. Yeah, I, I like them yeah. a lot. Yeah, um, they were one of the last ones that uh, that ran with this story. Um, and like you said, um, and, and everyone else on the panel said, um, when news are dry, people try to make drama because drama generates clicks. Unfortunately, it is like it is. Um, you will not get clicks by um, making a positive headline. You will only get clicks uh, by making a negative headline. That's unfortunately the way how media works these days. Um, and and social media, by the way, too. Uh, everyone who does YouTube knows it. <clears throat> when you put a drama in the, in, in the, in the thumbnail, um, you automatically get the clicks. So yeah, unfortunately, that is how it is. There are so many things we could criticize about 3 for 3, and I for sure have given them my fair share of criticism over the last uh, six months or so, uh, but uh, this isn't one of them. Um, the, uh, not having matchmaking for co-op is ridiculous to complain about. Um, honestly, I didn't know that Reach had it, um, uh, even though I played it, um, because it is a feature I bet no one used, and I actually have a hard time to think of any game any other game that has a campaign co-op mode with online matchmaking i really struggle to find an example right now yeah. um, so guys in chat help us out here uh, can you think of one game that has such a feeder feature i'm not just as a matter of fact uh, someone's actually just posted something rain in the chat says borderlands mm. um uh, has online co-op matchmaking for the story mode and it's a horrid experience 
Well, there you I go. Didn't know <laughs> Borderlands had it. Um, I know that Borderlands has it for these um, these endgame. Um, what are, what are they called? Um, raids. The raids, yeah, for those. But I didn't know that it has it for the the, the actual story mode. So yeah, I bet there are a few out there. Um, but it really uh, isn't a, a prominent feature in games. So complaining about this uh, is ridiculous. And <laughs> um, yeah, <laughs> there's really not much more to say about this. Yeah, no, no, real, yeah, it's fine. I mean, it's, again, it's not the big story of the day, but. I do want to add some some flavor to this for Infinite Umbra to take on this particular uh, be, be the last one to talk about this topic. You know, Infinite. This obviously we're going to get your opinion on how this is a giant nothing burger. But you know, getting back to what Riskit had to say about there being a, a media bias still potentially, um, you know, in, in 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 gaming, especially when it comes to Xbox, is how. The Last of Us 2 remake. Now, we're not going down this this about whether it's worth it or not, and the Eye of the Beholder and $70 versus it should be this, that, and the third. I, we're not going to get into that. I do want to talk about the multiplayer aspect uh, and, and say that this is this is what frustrates me as a content creator on the media and, and, and just gamers as, as a whole. In all of the write-ups that we have seen regarding The Last of Us uh, remake leaks on how bad it looks and how they promise something different and they're getting and we're and, and whoever buys it's gonna be getting something incredibly different. One of the things that you almost did not see in anything from media is how factions is nowhere to be found. That factions which was a part of the original package, even in, in the, the HD remake for the PlayStation 4 was there, is not there. The multiplayer aspect completely gone, nowhere to be found, right? No one said anything about that, Infinite, but yet now we're finding all of these websites, and there's quite a few prominent ones out there that are running with this narrative about how, how this, this is another failure at leadership for 343 regarding matchmaking co-op. Is is risk it onto something here with the fact that there is an, an unbelievable bias still available in them in the media? Yeah, I, I mean, I've always believed that. I think many of us here, in, in, even those in chat, have always believed <clears throat> there's been a strong media bias against Xbox for a long while now. And you're right. I mean, factions has been ignored largely by most in the press and the media, rather because to them. You know, Sony is just, I guess, you know, synonymous with with quality. So, so long as they give you this single player experience masterpiece, mm -hmm. you know, they'll overlook that type of thing. And it's unfair. It definitely is unfair. Uh, but I was going to say to add more to that is the dogpiling that three four three has to have had, unfortunately. And it's because some of it is their own doing. To be fair because of a lot of missteps that they've had as far as things go. But it has become um, obviously like unfair because now any little thing like Box even pointed out too now and, and Dan, Danny pointed out where any little thing now is going to be some type of, oh no, oh, they messed up again. Look at this, you know, but it is a nothing burger. I think we all know this. And and as people pointed out, yes, Reach did have, uh, you know, co-op um, matchmaking was introduced in reach but i think you have to have context here right so they also had like matchmaking for um 
for campaign because campaign had like rotating challenges. So it was very specific for a lot of different things too for that. But that was in a different era. That was in an era where, you know, we didn't have as much uh, interconnectivity as far as like things with like Discord now that's with the Xbox that we'll be getting. And, and even uh, the looking for thing like uh, party, uh, uh, excuse me, gaming like we have now for xbox where you can put a looking for group out that's the looking for the group yeah yeah mm-hmm. so all of that now kind of renders that useless really honestly and again who i don't want to play with some randoms not to say that sometimes you can't have a good experience i've had it happen but in general if i'm going to play something like halo i want to play with somebody who knows who i am you know what i mean who yeah. knows me and I almost started singing. I was going to be like, someone who knows your name. <laughs> but yeah, I want to play with somebody who knows who I am and gets my humor and I get there and get theirs. And, and you know, and if they're going to betray me, I'd rather be somebody I know, like Risk It, who will absolutely <laughs> try to assassinate you while you fight an enemy. You know? I knew it was coming. I yeah. It was coming. It's, it's him who betrays me. That's what, that's what happened. If it's not him, it's Jedi, not Peter. You know, one of them <laughs> one of them are hitting me in the back of the head while I'm trying to fight the banished. I can take that from them, but I won't I wouldn't want a random to start doing it. I gotcha. Yeah. bagging me on the field. It's just un, <laughs> unnecessary. But yeah, yeah, so it's it's a nothing burger. And it's just something that, like I said, it's just a dog piling on three four three. And I think it's had a negative effect on them in general. I think oh, we, dude, that listen. Yeah. He, 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 I, I said this before, like if you look at the again, some of the smoke that they have earned, they, they have put themselves in this corner. Understand mm-hmm. that this is us doing it. They, they've they've somewhat done it to themselves. But just imagine being on this team trying to get these the, the, both the multiplayer and single player out um, with all of the pressures that were there. Right. And they somehow did it. They somehow released. And again, I risk it said it. Uh, he agreed with me. Maybe you don't think it's a 10 out of 10. And if you don't, hey, I hear you. I thought it was a 10 out of 10 in both experiences, both multiplayer and single player. I will stand on that. I will I will die on that hill. Um, and somehow they delivered. Now, granted, does it need content? Thousand percent. We're not going to go down that, that rabbit hole because we've talked about it to, 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 to the point of nauseam. Um, yes. Are they are do they need content? Sure. Do they uh, do? Do we need a, a steady flow of content? Yes. Do they have to learn how to make, uh, you know, the the seasons every three months like everyone else? Yes. Yeah, they do, and and, and they will eventually get there. Uh, and when they get there, I'll be waiting with open arms. Um, but for the most part, I can't complain about the core gameplay loop of, of it. It's just it's just a solid experience. So listen, it is what it is. The media once again disappoints. Uh, I hope that three four three just looked at it and and just left. I really hope that they didn't take it to heart. That oh my god, we've disappointed more fans because there's nothing to be disappointed about. There are so many ways for you. I know I saw someone like, well, I don't have friends, so I need randos, dude. There are so many ways for you to get uh, people to to hang with you on Xbox. It's one it's one of the most engaging and welcoming communities I've ever been a part of, um, especially for multiplayer. Like even if you don't know a lot of people, you're. I, I'm constantly getting invited into groups, and this is well before I was, you know, a, a personality on on YouTube. Um, so I, there, there are more than enough ways for you to be able to work with somebody. You you don't need this option, and I'm. And it's 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 a shame that it was even a conversation on today's show. But you know what? It, it it's worthy of a conversation of of how ridiculous 
it is. But I do want to move on to the second topic of the show, folks. And we're going to be talking some Redfall because I think that what, what Arcane Studios is doing there, based on their recent blog posts, suggests that this is going to be a game that's going to be in the running for game of the year. I, I know that everyone's like, oh, well, it's got to, it's got to be Starfield because it's, you know, it's Bethesda and it's their, it's their big new IP after, uh, you know, over, over a decade. I, I get all of it. I'm sure Starfield is going to be absolutely incredible. But the more I read, the more I see about Redfall from Arcane, folks, I have a strong suspicion that this is going to be one of those games that not only are we talking about uh, a lot next year, I think it's a game that a lot of people are going to be playing well after they beat it. And this is going to be a game that, like like Halo, you're going to want to play with friends. Um, and I do have the story in front of me. And uh, I'll say this, folks. With every post uh, from Arcane Studios, Redfall continues to position itself as a top-tier Xbox exclusive for 2023. Now, with the new info, info that I pulled directly from that blog post... That was posted by Arcane. They talk about this huge upgrade system, uh, and it serves as a potential for all gamers to have a varied experience, which I think is awesome. Um, I love the fact that we, you know, we could have a conversation that I found a weapon that did something that yours didn't, and that's what it appears to be. Uh, I did pull again. Here's some excerpts from the directly from that blog post, and it says this, and this is coming directly from Arcane. Our weapons are an interesting twist on the game. We have random we have randomized traits to make each drop feel like a, uh, like one of an endless potential of combinations. Some are unique vampire hunting weapons like the stake launcher or the UV beam. Upgrade skills like Layla's psychic umbrella shield and Jacob's Raven Scout with skill points which can be earned by completing main story missions and side missions found throughout the world. Not only can you upgrade the unique character abilities, but you can also use the skill points to boost your broader hero abilities like health recovery and increased storage for resources like ammunition, lockpicks, and rewire kits. So let's, let, let's talk about this, folks. Uh, this is a game that was supposed to come out this year. Originally, it was supposed to be in the summer. And then we had heard some rumors that it was going to po- potentially be delayed to the end of the year, maybe making its landfall in December. And it turns out that it, like Starfield, it was officially delayed until the first half, at least, of 2023. A lot of people are thinking this is going to be a first quarter game for Xbox. Um, I'll start first with our guest. Uh, Risk it. You play a lot of multiplayer with a lot of your panel uh halo infinite you just talked about this looks like uh we're gonna get an experience from arcane studios that i know that on the surface it looks like maybe just a left for dead clone with vampires but the more i read about this the more that i keep seeing from arcane i have to tell you dude like this has jumped to the forefront of one of my most anticipated games uh, and it's a new ip but more importantly risk it it is an xbox exclusive new ip from arcane and their history of making games well let's just say that they're no slouch for award-winning highly reviewed games what what are, what are your height levels for uh for this game 
Well, Mike, well, first of all, just the, the Left for Dead uh, clone thing. I just want to address that well, there's nothing wrong with that for me. For my, in my no, no, absolutely. Opinion. Left for Dead you, one and two if, are masterpieces. If you if you think about that though, or you think about Back for Blood clone or Left for Dead clone, um, those games didn't have the budget that these guys have got. So this game's going to be, if it is like a, even similar, which it looks to be similar. Like that's what people are saying. It um, that's awesome. I am super hyped. Now, this is something else that I'm going to say that, like, maybe a lot of people in the chat are going to be like, whoa, um, and feel free to tell me what you think, guys. But um, I am not a massive Bethesda fan. Um, and so for me, my Starfield was Redfall. Um, so I am, I'm looking forward to this game. My hype levels are pretty high. And everything I'm hearing about this game is is good. I haven't heard a bad thing. Oh, there's a the, the progression that they did have that the saying where um, you're if you play with someone in co-op and you haven't quite made it as far as where you guys got to together. But at the end of the day, I'm going to be playing this co-op anyway. And if it's really good, I'm going to go back through it again. So to me, yeah. that's not a big deal. And you're right. Like multiplayer is kind of my jam. Um, I just find it really hard to sit down and play without chatting to someone. I don't know, maybe I'm ADD. I don't know what it is, but uh, we get in, we have co-op, we have a good time. Me, Jedi, um, Umbra, heaps of other friends that I have. So we're all looking forward to this. And the best thing about this game is it's going to be in, in Game Pass. So at the end of the day, if you don't like it, you don't have to continue playing it. But I really get the feeling that this might be something special, especially, like you said, with um, Arcane's pedigree. And I've just been reading up on it um, while you were talking. And, man, it looks absolutely amazing. And I like the fact that they've they've got, like, a new spin on vampires. It's not um, – they're not, like, old-world vampires that have been around <laughs> for millennia. They're, they're, like, these new things that have been created by scientists and they're getting uh, more powerful and they're trying to find a way to stop these things. To me, this, this game looks um, – absolute fire i was a bit disappointed about the delay i'm not gonna lie um i definitely i thought it was gonna shadow drop um to be honest um but that's yeah that's all good our 2023 is completely stacked and i've got plenty of things to play now so um yeah man i'm super hyped for it Redfall's gonna be great i think yeah i mean well i mean listen the 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 delay you know it shocked a lot of people because they you know listen it's covid is a thing look me and mrs boomstick got it out of nowhere Right. So it, it, it's still a concern. And, and I can only imagine development and how difficult it is. I, I, I barely have enough strength to, 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 you know, to put together the shows, let alone make a game. So, yeah, well, that's, I, I, that's also a thing that you're saying there as, as well is um, like I, I do push back against the covid thing a lot. But I also think something people need to realize is is that people in these these studios, it's not just like covid delayed everything because everyone had to go home. Um, COVID also delayed everything because people got COVID. Yeah. Right? People got so I, don't think, yeah. I don't think people think like, you know, COVID just delayed the world because we had to stop everything. Well, you know, people also got it, you know, and then they felt like <laughs> shitty. It, like, and, and if you're me, because I, I mean, I had like, I don't want to get into a big detailed thing about COVID, but I had it for a week and that was like a, a week and so on ago. And then I picked up something else, but I felt bad like um, for, for a good week afterwards and I was dragging my feet and I was all fuzzy. So yeah, man, it takes a, lo a long time to recover. Um, and this, this affects these studios. So, I mean, you got to give them their leeway 
And look, at the end of the day, if we get to 2023 and they start delaying these games that they have promised, you know, like like Starfield, like that'd be a conversation for that day, correct? Then then we can talk about it then. But at the moment, like I think you give them the leeway and we're going to get a great game, you know, and great development takes time as well. I mean, especially with all the new technology, things take longer to do than they did because they're they're, the polishing is more finely honed and and there's there's a lot more bugs. The games are more ambitious. So you got to expect that game development time is going to spread out as well. So there's a lot of factors that go into the delays i don't i I was disappointed but that's only because i want to play the game but if they bring me a finished complete polished game and it's good i I won't be complaining when it releases so yeah no i'm right there with you listen boxenberg let's get your opinion on this uh i had a lot of notes that went into this and i could have added more the blog post from arcane was lengthy uh but i did break down some of the more important aspects of the conversation regarding the leveling up uh, the RPG aspects of it. Uh, w- w- where does your hype level go based on some of the stuff we've already seen, but a lot of the stuff that we just learned, specifically with the open world aspect and the side missions that, you, listen, mm. that, that's what I love about this. There's going to be things that we're going to be talking about that I got to that you didn't find and vice versa. Where do you fall with uh, what you what you read? Um, I, I've always been uh, super excited for Redfall because... You know, Arcane has this is this unique studio that always puts a unique touch on on their games. When you look at their history in games, I don't know if you any of you guys played, for instance, Prey. This is not just a generic first person shooter. Uh, Arcane games are always sp- special. Look at the Dishonored series. Um, something unique, something you will not find in other stealth games. Um, and even that wasn't uh, the exact same uh, studio, but only part of the team last year's um, Deathloop. Also, very special game. Arcane games usually are not for everyone. I get that. I get that. But I love that about them. It is not going to be your generic open world shooter. It will provide a unique experience. And that's why my hype level has always been high. Game yeah. developers do something special, yeah, yeah, and well, what, yeah, please, no, 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 continue, yeah, and um, what, what you just mentioned, um, all these new infos that they are kind of tripping to us <laughs> in like weekly posts, either on Twitter or on the blog or whatever, um, it is gonna be a massive game, it is, I. When I first saw it, I thought like, all right, that's going to be like, you know, your average 12 to 15 hour playthrough, just like you it took you to play through Prey or so. Um, but this is more. This is definitely more. And it also sounds like it will have a lot of replayability, which is fantastic. Um, and like you said, it uh, it sounds like we will have different experiences. And that will strike up the conversations online. And this is, is gold. This is gold these days if you get people to talk about your game and everything points towards that so far. So, yeah, I'm super excited. I also want to mention uh, something that stood out to me is how they emphasized in, in one of their recent blog posts that they have designed the game in basically two ways. One is, of course, the co-op experience everyone is talking about. Yep. But they have also focused on the the solo playthrough. Yes. And that the solo playthrough is going to be that 
special and unique arcane experience. And they, they specifically said that, that fans of their studios will, will feel that, that unique arcane formula, that uniqueness to it. And I, I'm super excited about that because that means I'm going to do my first playthrough solo. And then I will uh, play and uh, do another playthrough that will play out differently and turn out differently with my friends in co-op. Um, but yeah, man, the game will suck because it doesn't have matchmaking for co-op. So <laughs> um, no, <laughs> j- just kidding, of course. Um, no, I, I really like that. Uh, I really like that to hear. And I've seen a lot of people think about Redfall not being one of those triple a releases it's a lot of people uh, seem to think it's more like that hidden gem that it's gonna be and i think um that is a problem that arcane games had for the most part and they were considered like gold for those who played it but since their games have always been so unique and special um a lot of people had that hurdle of of the uh, 70 euro um, um, purchase uh, of, of that game. Yeah. Um, I know that that's the reason why a lot of people missed out on games like Dishonored or Prey. Um, this time, the game is coming to Game Pass. And if we learned one thing, then it, it's that Game Pass is perfect for co-op games yeah. because uh, it brings people together. Like I was just talking with Paul and Chad, shout out to him um, about us having another gaming session. And we just picked from the big catalog of Game Pass games. And, and then a, a, a Redfall comes in yeah, and it brings that. And uh, being that special and, and um, arcane um, special formula type of game um, is, is going to open up a lot of new players to to the studio and people will be surprised by how much of a quality studio arcane are um so yeah man i'm excited uh, i can't wait for the game to come out and i want to end with a question to the panel uh, we, we know that the next year we will get uh, like uh, redfall a forza a starfield uh, diablo will be first party by the time it can- comes out i mm-hmm. have no doubt about that um, so we will get all these games in the first half of the year where does Redfall land? Is it going to be the first one to release, the last one? Where do we, where, what do you guys think? I, I would love to see them do it in the first quarter. Uh, mm, let Starfield yeah, take as long as it needs to get right. And uh, and uh, this, this seems like it's going to be a great way for Xbox to start the year. It is a new IP. Um, yeah. It is an IP that screams co-op. But it also, and, and you, I'm glad you brought this up, that they... They have finite uh, both experiences. Mm, uh, yeah. You know, you know, it's not going to be a single player game with uh, with a you know a costume of multiplayer and vice versa. It's going to be like regardless of what experience you choose to take, it is going to be customized to you. If you play it single player, you're going to have a great experience. You play it with multiplayer with friends, you're going to have a great experience. Agreed. Agreed. It's gonna be it's gonna be fantastic, um, and I I know that a lot of people don't have it on their radar as they should have, so yeah, guys, pay attention to Redfall. Yeah, I think it I think it probably drops. I would say second quarter. I, I, second quarter. Yeah, you, you second think quarter, the spring? 
Yeah, I reckon, yeah, mid-year, you're going to get it, like, around about mm. that time. It looks ambitious, man, that game. It, so. it does. It does. It does, it yeah. does look ambitious. Yeah, but it, I also want to mention, it was originally scheduled for summer this year. So yeah. it was supposed to be the first game to come out. So mm-hmm. <clears throat> I'm with Boom. I wanted to drop as early as possible in, like, a February or so. I think that would be a real good sweet spot to start that year with, with an arcane game. Um, but yeah. it could also very well be that uh, Microsoft uh, squeezes all those releases in like the second quarter um, to give them a little bit more time. Uh, I know a lot of people think that eventually a lot of these games, like a Forza, Starfield, whatever, Diablo, will be scattered throughout 23, so they, they will delay it again. Um, since they have made such a big buzz about it uh, in their Xbox showcase uh, that these games uh, are supposed to come out in the first 12 months, I think that it's it's firmly their plan to release it uh, in, in that time frame. So. Yeah, the biggest thing, I think, is the fact of Starfield. Where is that releasing? Mm, so, yeah. like, I think this will come before Starfield, personally. I agree. Yeah, I agree. Along. Yeah. <laughs> And I think Starfield has to be the first half of the year because, I mean, we don't know what they're doing in the second half. Mm. Um, but, I mean, basically everyone's saying that it'll either be Hellblade or Avowed, and I don't think you necessarily want to put Starfield too close to either of those just because right. those are going to be, like, really big. Yeah, but you could games. also bring that up, of course, with, uh, like, a Forza and a Diablo and a Redfall. You don't want to bring all True. those games too close together, and then, uh, like, the first half of the year only has six months. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. uh, and usually the first two are not... So January is definitely out, so that leaves you, like, five months. And actually, June is out as well, because in uh, it's it, the E3 week is always the first week uh, or so uh, at the beginning yeah. of June. And so you really have like February, March, April, May. That's your four months for all those yeah. games. Um, it's going to be tough and interesting to see. Yeah, they kind of missed that sweet spot of, of like Halloween and all of that, too. Mm. Unfortunately. Yeah, yeah, yeah like that would have been game. actually a perfect time to release a, the vampire based game. Oh, yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but well, as far as far as the game, though, just to give my thoughts on it, I mean, um, I'm like, I'm excited for it, too. And I went from a place of being like, eh, until we actually saw it at the showcase. And I was like, oh, no, this this actually looks pretty damn good. And I guess I should I should have known better because, you know, Arcane <laughs> is top notch. So. It's, it's, it's something, I guess, like some, sometimes first impressions really can throw you off. And uh, but no, from seeing what we've seen, it's actually I'm actually really excited for it now. And uh, like like even like Risk pointed out, I won't even call it like a, a Left for Dead clone. Right. I mean, that's the thought we all we're all going to get. And I don't want to say it like to dismiss it because it's, it has similarities. But the fact that it being open world and and how all these skill, the skill trees can be so varying and different. Yeah. I like all of that. It sounds like it offers a lot of replayability too. So I'm excited to see how it works out. One thing I wish they could have done or would have done is allowed like maybe a player creator. That would have been nice. That, yeah. And you know what? Again, it, it's something that may, maybe it finds its way in there. You know, yeah. the, 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 you know, the, the, each character is unique to the story. So the four characters yeah. that we're going to be using um, are obviously built to, uh, you know, for this story that they're telling. Maybe there's some end game stuff that you can do as a, a, a character creator system or something. 
who knows? But I do want to read uh, another excerpt from the from this uh, blog post. This comes the way of uh, productions director Ben Horn. He says this: Our weapons are an interesting twist on the genre. We have loadout options uh, players already know and love, like rare shotguns and sniper rifles with randomized weapon traits to make each drop feel uh, like an endless potential of combinations. In addition, though, to that, some of our weapons are uh, unique vampire hunting weapons, like the stake launcher or the UV beam, that can be used tactically to eliminate a vampire threat. Uh, pick and choose among the weapons that suit your playstyle, tracking down what you need um, as you explore the island uh, is something that they're adding to the game as well. Some of the weapons you'll find on Redfall will be literally clobbered together with whatever the remaining citizens of the island had around. Uh, it, 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 they say this, think of it of mom and pop's old family hunting rifle with some duct tape enhancements, but that doesn't mean that they're any less efficient when it comes to dusting bloodsuckers. Like, like this, this, I, like I said, it is a really nice read. I, I, I believe I added it to the show. So if you want to read the uh, blog post, all you got to do once this goes on video on demand, you can definitely go and check that out. Uh, Daniel, let's get your opinion on this, yeah. brother. This is again, Microsoft and Xbox are synonymous with bringing games that bring people together. And this is another multiplayer game that I think is going to have a lot of long legs. Mm -hmm. I love the fact that they came out in front, like Boxenberger said, and said, hey, listen, single player folks like me, I'm a selfish gamer. Like I, I like playing games in single player. Um, your experience is just going to be as good as people that team up with, uh, you know, with four. What, 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 where do you personally fall? Where, where's your hype level with Red Fool? Yeah, so that's kind of uh, an interesting question, actually, because I remember w when they originally showed it off, I didn't really care about it at all. Like, I remember the the first just CG trailer for it. I was like, oh, it's just going to be some co-op shooter, whatever, whatever. Like, it's never been sort of my, my jam. Uh, but then they showed off the gameplay at the most recent showcase, and now I'm I'm somewhat interested. In it. I wouldn't say that it's, it's something that I'm like super excited for, but it's definitely something that I'm looking forward to, um, if that makes sense. So I sort of have uh, kind of mixed feelings about it, I guess, because on one hand, pretty much everything that they're saying about it sounds fantastic, right? Like, I don't necessarily get the the Left for Dead comparisons from what they've been saying it it feels more like borderlands to me where they're talking about you know it's like an open world type thing uh you know there's the set characters that you choose from there's the loot drops with like guns with specific traits right like that all feels very borderlandsy to me and yeah. i would really like having a borderlands game that i enjoy again because i haven't liked a borderlands game since borderlands 2 which is Weirdly, even though the most recent Borderlands was three, I think like three games ago, because there's the pre-sequel three right. and then the, the Wonderlands one. I just, that humor fell off uh, for me as soon as I stopped being in a, a locker room and in middle school. Um, <laughs> so just something about dick and fart jokes just don't really do it for me. Um, so I'm really looking forward to having a game that's like that, but maybe takes itself a little bit more seriously. Obviously, I still think it'll be comedic in nature just based on the the trailers um but yeah i'm very i'm really excited for it my only caveat to that is that some of the things that we've heard surrounding it and i don't know if they'll make it to launch 
are a little iffy. Like I think it was Brisket who brought it up about the uh, the way that they do co-op, where it's like it'll progress in the host's game, but not in your game, which means that like if you play co-op with one person and then you want to switch to somebody else later, then you will have lost that progress, which is a bummer. Um, and I think they also said something about like not being able to respec. I might be wrong on that one. Um, but I, I believe I read somewhere that like you're not going to be able to respect your skill tree. So hopefully there's enough extra skill points floating around to, to where that doesn't become an issue. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm optimistic about this. You know, I, again, I think it was Risky who was saying that he wasn't really into Bethesda games. I'm a I'm a, a Texas boy. They're sort of our our uh, our hometown heroes down here. You know, we got Quake on. <laughs> they're all around. Um, but yeah, well, I'm, not, I'm not saying that they make they don't make bad games. I'm not no, saying no, no. that he's saying me, that he's a bad gamer. That's what he's trying to say. <laughs> but for me, as a, as a father of four, it's like when it comes yeah. to Bethesda games, are so in depth. You can spend years in them. I don't have years, man. I just don't. But they make great games. Look. Well, no, I was actually gonna gonna partially agree with you um, because I people really love Arcane, but for me, I've never really gotten that vibe. I mean, I really like Prey, but the first. To, like the two Dishonored games and um, Deathloop, like I played all of those and they didn't really vibe for me. So they're they're pretty hit and miss in, in my own personal like bias, I guess, towards their games. You might so as well start packing your bags, Danny. You got to move. I gotta now. go. I'm heading out. Sorry, dude. Yep. Uh, <laughs> you've so hopefully, you've merged your hometown heroes. Like, <laughs> pray and and pray moon crash than than the other ones, but but yeah, I, I am excited for it. I, I think it's gonna be. Uh, and a really good game. I'm surprised that because we were talking about it a second ago about like when it's going to come out, and it, it was originally supposed to come out in the summer. But I think like we all unanimously agree that it really does feel like it should be like a fall game, like an October yeah, thing. Definitely. So I almost wonder if like it's possible if they have something else that they can put out earlier, if they can push it all the way to next October. I don't know if that's smart given the current conversation about like Xbox being incapable of putting out games, they might want to just put it out like as early as possible just to like break up that narrative. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> it, it's going to be, it, it's, it's going to be an interesting uh, uh, conversation when the game is released of what's in, what's not. I, I'm, I'm, I've come to the realization that delays suck and, and that's just a part of the business. I would much rather them come out with a complete project uh, that has uh, that's hitting on all cylinders when it's released. Listen, uh, we only got Boxenberger for another six minutes. So he's got to get on out of here. So yep. I do want to just get your uh, uh, move on to the next topic. And then I'm going to read the Super Chats and a couple of the messages after Boxenberger so we can get him in and out because he only had an hour today. Uh, and I want to talk about Hot Wheels, what you see on your screen. Uh, mm. what, 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 what's, what, what's been your experience with the new DLC? I mean, this is one of the major releases uh, for Xbox uh, gamers, uh, it is an expansion. It is a massive sized expansion. Uh, I am currently trying to get all the boards. I'm trying to drive all the roads right now. I've only done a couple of the small missions. Uh, I think that it, it is by far their finest work to date. I mean, this is, again, as someone that played with these racetracks as a kid, it is mm. unbelievable what I'm <laughs> yeah. seeing. Uh, what, 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 I mean, as you can see, I just, I just, I think I'm up to level 135, level 135 right now, which is nothing. Cause I've seen people driving around that are like 380 and I'm like, oof, I'm really behind. <laughs> uh, what, 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 what has been your experience with it so far? Oh, it's been great. It's been great. I'm, I'm not even as far as you are. Um, 
it's just because of my addiction to Age of Empires 4. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but I played like, I don't know, five, six hours or so. Uh, so far and i'm really enjoying it it's it's so much fun what they did and um i just feel like hot wheels i know a lot of people complained about it yeah they did it already uh but this time not only they refine the the experience but hot wheels is just a perfect match for forza horizon 5 mm -hmm. it is like a fantastic arcade racer already, but adding all these orange and blue tracks um, uh, to it and the new races and such, um, it's it's just a fantastic experience. Uh, even my kids enjoy it uh, very much. They are big Hot Wheel fans as well in, in real life. Um, but yeah, it is it is a great experience. It's a lot of fun and um, it's. It's perfect, really a perfect uh, expansion to an already amazing um, Carl PG. So yeah, I, I, I'm having a blast with it. Yeah, I mean, listen, what, what, what could you say? I mean, just, just simply, it, it, and, and they could have just made it on the tracks, like the third one, yeah, Forza Horizon Three. Um, but this is, as you could see, I'm driving around. There are so much, there's so much territory to drive around yeah. in the biomes that give you freedom outside of the orange and blue tracks, uh, that we, if, if you're looking for things to do or, you know, different races that, that you know, like, if you, like I said, that the, there is a lot to, 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 you know, to find, you know, in regards to like the boards, there's a lot of roads, but there is so much to do in this, uh, in this DLC. I, like I said, I think it's one of their finest. But listen, before you get on out of here, Boxenberger, we tell once you tell everyone where they can reach out to you on social media, but more importantly, subscribe to your YouTube channel. Yeah, man, thanks for having me again. Um, unfortunately, I, it was only for an hour, but I promise I'll be back next week for the full show. Um, yeah, people can find me everywhere on the Boxenberger. Um, of course, on Twitter, Xbox Live, PlayStation Network, and like you said, here on YouTube, where I do have my little YouTube channel where I put out weekly videos um, covering different kinds of topics of the gaming industry. And I also do have a weekly podcast called The World of Gaming. And I just announced today that um, I will have a permanent co-host uh, going forward, and that's going to be Wandering Dutch. Nice, dude. That's awesome. Group. That's a great, that's a, that's a great Absolutely. guest. That's a, that is a great co-host. So we will still have the weekly uh, guests uh, rotating in and out, um, but uh, he will join me as a constant or permanent um, co-host. So from now on, on, it will be the two of us and our weekly changing guests. Nice. So, yeah, awesome. I'm looking forward to that. Nice. Well, listen, dude, uh, congratulations on getting Dutch to work with you on Thank a weekly you. basis. Obviously, he's on primetime gaming and he does his own weekly shows with an s uh and we love what yeah. dutch brings to the uh you know his honesty and his integrity to the to each and every conversation so that's going to be a big get but thanks again for joining us brother and we will see you back here next week Boxenberger. yeah see you guys thank you all right brother so let, let me just catch up with some of the super chats and then we'll get to the rest of the panel and then we're going to get into the big topic of the show folks uh and that is what's going to be happening once the abk deal is uh done because i know that at the forefront of that everyone's like well it's blizzard Yes, it's Activision. Yes, it's Call of Duty. But there is a there is something left from that conversation, and that is the studios. 
that are going to be joining Xbox Game Studios as first-party development. And once they are out of the salt mines of Call of Duty, folks, we, we could potentially see a, a singularity, too. We could potentially see maybe Raven Soft returns to X-Men Legends. Maybe we see Toys for Bob do the impossible and deliver a Banjo-Kazooie for Mr. Boomstick XL. Who the heck knows? But we're going to break that down after this topic. So hang around. But let me just catch up on some of the Super Chats and a lot of the messages from uh, from channel members. Um, we have one that comes in from RWK underscore double eight. Drops an outstanding $2 Super Chat and says, News being dry is why E3 was pumped. Yeah, I mean, it's it's for sure. I know that about that. And a good friend of the program, uh, uh, BitCloud Gaming. He's, wow, he's been a channel member for 14 months, brother. Thank you so much for that. He says, what up, brother, uh, brother Boom? Let me know if you need me to come through. Yes, dude, listen, we're going to be talking about Sony's uh, breach, which uh, if you didn't uh, know, there was another Sony breach where someone got their hands on a laptop that had 100 gigs of like a lot of information. BitCloud Gaming just did a video on it yesterday, which was fantastic. We're going to be talking about that specific breach, and, and we're waiting for more information to potentially release this week uh, on Friday morning's Breakfast with Boom with, of course, Mrs. Boomstick and I are going to be giving away $400 worth of digital gifts. So that's right, eight dollars gift cards to your store of choice, PSN, Xbox Live, or Nintendo eShop. And if you live outside of the United States, folks, don't worry. We will get you your $50 one way or another. If you have PayPal, we will just get that money to you. And yes, we will pay the transfer fees. So even if you're outside of the U.S., we will honor anyone that wins one of those $50 gift cards. And that's going to be happening uh, Friday morning at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. We also have another message coming in from James176, who's been a member for 26 months, brother. Thank you so much for that. He says, good afternoon, boom. Glad to hear that you are feeling better. Take care, buddy. Yeah, thankfully. We're, we're on the mend. We're not there yet, but we'll get there eventually. Smitty Smith, good friend of uh, both Mrs. Boomstick and I, who's been a channel member for 28 months, who says this, salute the panel and chat. We'll salute to you, brother. Thank you so much for that. Drawn TJ drops an additional very generous $5 super chat and says, I wish the overkills, uh, the overkill, the Walking Dead game never got canceled. Uh, it's like Stave Decay, but better graphics and big open world Washington, D.C. Yeah, I never played that, um, unfortunately. I, I can't wait for the, the, the you know, part three of... Um, of the of the zombie romp that's an xbox exclusive danny passion official good friend of the program just a two dollar super chat and says anyone here playing power watch what is power watch maybe he power needs watch power. Yeah, he power watch that is the new uh, official yeah, digital that. crack for a lot of people i actually saw someone post that they they <laughs> 1000 out of 1000 it um apparently that's a big thing i have it, it downloaded i have to play it i saw law cognito um uh, playing it now he's addicted to it uh, i saw someone actually power wash a train station literally in half half it was clean half it that. was filthy that was yeah. crazy um so yeah again proves that at the power of xbox game pass because no one of the 300 plus people here would ever play power wash simulator i'm telling <laughs> you but now that it's in game pass people are enjoying so it true i have um, everybody on my friends list like oh let's play power wash i'm like dude, what 
There you go. There you go. Uh, Sour Blow 18 drops a very generous $5 super chat and says, the leveling will carry on, but not the progression. You can't change players mid-game, but you can change skills in regards to Red Fool. Uh, Gameonomics, drops out, who's been a channel member for nine months, says, guys, the multiverse open beta is live now. Uh, would love to see some of the uh, of that gameplay in the next episode. Boom. Yeah, I'm definitely going to check that out. That actually looks really good. Jacob Novick drops an outstanding $10 super chat and says, I have watched the ABK news on Twitter, looked at the news tab, South Korea, Brazil are looking into uh, six experts uh, assure that the deal will go through within the next six months. Yeah, everyone's going to get their eyes on it, uh, and that's fine because it, it is a monster deal. Um, but listen, let, let's bring in Risk It into the conversation. Risk It, uh, obviously, the for Xbox gamers, the highlight of the year so far has been this DLC expansion for Forza. Uh, what they delivered and the price that they were asking is just unbelievable. Um, they have really delivered a top-notch return to something that shocked a lot of people when it came out in Forza Horizon 3. This is double the size of the original tracks, um, and it is obviously still taking place in Mexico. Uh, multiple biomes to drive through. What 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 have been what has been your experience with this so far? Are you enjoying it? Oh man, I love it. Um, this is this is probably one of the best expansions or DLCs that I've ever played. Um, but I, I I think I've, I don't know if you call it prestige. I don't know what you call it on uh, Forza, but I've like prestige. I think I'm up to like level eleven, level fifteen, or something like that. Because um, you go through your levels and you, whatever it is. I don't know how it works, but I played it a lot, like a lot. Um, <laughs> And so with the DLC, I think I've, all I've got to do is I'm about 50, 60% way through to the X, the last um, section that you have to play through. Man, I've had a great time exploring the whole the lands underneath and getting all the XP boards and um, doing all the races. Look, the one the, there's one thing that bothered me about the game. I love the level progression. Um, and the way that that was done is like really well done. I like how it starts you with a B-class car. Um, a lot of people don't like that, but I personally do like it. Like you start out with your B-class cars, you, you race them, you do well in that. Then you move on to, I think it's your uh, your A-class and then you go to your S1s, your mm-hmm. S2s, and then up to your Xs. That's great. I love that. The only problem that I have with that level progression system is I don't really want to ra- run around and do the drifts. I don't want to do some of the, yep, the hazard yep, yep, things. Yep. And I don't like having to go, you know, having to go do all those to get the medals to move to the next class. Other than that, this DLC is probably, it's the best DLC I've ever played. 110%. I put out a poll as well, actually. Why? I'll just share that with you. Um, and I put out, as I said, I was personally loving it. And I said, what are people's thoughts on it? And I put in there, loving it, no complaints. Should have been on Game Pass. Uh, mm. same as for, Forza Horizon 3, it's okay, or it's boring. So 6% said it was boring, which is crazy, craziness. I don't know how anyone could be bored playing this game. I mean, look at it, it's amazing. <laughs> uh, the same as Forza Horizon 3, it's okay. Eh, I get that. Maybe if you played the Hot Wheels like in, in 3, I didn't. So this to me is my first time experiencing the Hot Wheels tracks. And, uh, man, I love it, man. Like the water, the gravity, um, the the loop-de-loops, man. It's 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 so good. And playing it with friends is where it shines. If you have if you have played this by yourself, that's one thing. When you play it with friends, it's hilarious. Because obviously yeah. you're going to try and knock each other off the track, all that sort of stuff. Um, should have been on Game Pass, 17%. I don't think so, man. In Australia, it was 26 I think in the US you guys were paying 20 
Um, mm. This is something that Xbox does for Australia that's really, really good. We don't get charged um, the tax. Um, we do on games, but not on DLCs and not on Game Pass. We don't get charged the tax. Um, they don't put on extra um, just because our dollar's lower, you know? So we actually will pay. We pay 26 which is pretty good. Um, so I don't think I don't think you need to put it on Game Pass. I think, you know, you've got this massive driving game. Like, it's beautiful. It's the best game of the generation so far when it comes to races, in my personal opinion. Um, and so I think, you know, if you're adding on a DLC for 20 bucks, like, it's 20 bucks. Like, it, you know, it's not like you're charging $70 for something that's um, not even a... Anyway, I'm, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm just laughing. I'm laughing over here, just watching Boom go have a time of, of his yeah, life. I, I fell off the loopy loop, <laughs> and I, I was like, "Well, let me just continue recording this madness." And now you can see. <laughs> I'm like, "These, yeah, I'm like, this, this, this tumble won't stop." Yeah, it was it's pretty ridiculous. That's why I recorded it. I'm like, "Should I stop this?" No, I have to actually say that I fell for about five minutes. <laughs> Yeah, you've got to add that stuff into the recording. That's what happens. That's why it's fun. You know, yeah. one minute you're going around a loop, loop, the next minute you're down a mountain. Um, but I got love it, no complaints. Got sixty nine percent. Wow. So I think that the majority of people, and, and you know, the other two weren't really negative. The majority of people are loving this DLC, um, and I'm loving it. And I'm going to be continuing playing it. I'll play it after I've done the X class. I'll still be playing it because I'll jump in with mates. And we'll smash each other around the track, and it's just a laugh, you know. What, yeah, my 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 only complaint is right there with you. Uh, mm -hmm. I'm loving it. I think graphically, it is it is astonishing how good it looks, how how fast it is. Um, the the uh, the fact that all of my cars are locked behind a class that I can't use them is a little frustrating. That I have to because I, I don't I I don't I never do the drift stuff. Like that's just just I don't like that. It's mm -hmm. just eh, you know. It is what I, I'm going to have to do it. I hope that at some point they add an ability to unlock the cars or unlock mm -hmm. the licenses, uh, because obviously you do have to. There, there is a there is a bit of a progression thing to it. It's not it doesn't destroy the game. It, it shouldn't destroy the game for you. But if you have a stout car collection and I do, I have a, a significant amount of time in Forza Horizon five. Uh, I mean, you don't get to 130 plus levels by just sitting on your hands. You actually have to you play the game. Don't. They don't yeah. give the levels away for free. So uh, you actually have to earn where I am. And I've, I've spent some time in this game and I have a lot of cars, a lot of really fast cars that I have uh, tuned and I have uh, uh, specifically painted the way I wanted. And I, I, I they're, they're all locked because I'm a little bit too... Like right now, like I'm not even doing any of the missions. I'm simply just going around to get the boards and driving all the tracks. I want to get all 175 uh, road dr driven. Um, that goes to get my the... thoughts right there, by the way, boom. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, well you know, well, well, speaking of which, let, let 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 let's get your thoughts on that infinite. Um, so, what has been your experience with this? Is, is this worth the price of admission? Oh yeah, it's not even a question. It's worth every <laughs> every cent. And it, but it's funny because like. Even you tumbling down a mountain as you did so gloriously, it's those types of things like that with Forza or any game like this open world like this is is part of the fun for me. And I find myself and I was saying this because I was playing for I was playing a bit of this before the podcast a while ago. Um, I find myself driving around and just just trying to snap pictures, something like. Yeah. Things, yeah. It's like something that a culture that Forza Horizon uh, has uh, has kind of has kind of cultivated in my opinion like 
I now I, I stop to make sure to take in the beauty of the world that I'm in with it and to take some of the nicer photos and things like that so I can post it. Um, and I have a few right now I'm going to post on Twitter later on, but it's crazy to me. So even outside of just the, the aspect of racing, uh, it's like, for instance, I did the um, I did all 175 roads. Nice stuff like that. I love to do, by the way, Risky, you were at 174. So I passed you. <clears throat> but <laughs> so <laughs> so things like that, you know, it's like it's just small little things that add to the whole picture and the whole pie, I guess, because just even finding the roads is satisfying. Even the, even that something as simple as that mundane is doing all the driving all the roads or hitting the the xp signs like you're doing uh here and there on this on this playthrough so mm -hmm. all of that stuff matters a lot but as far as like what risky pointed out the whole magnetized tracks yeah the, even the difference in like with the icy tracks where you have to slide around or the water tracks and stuff like that it all adds to the creativity uh, of of the races and it, it it changes how you have to approach them um and 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 i find it pretty interesting i will say though like you pointed out like both of you guys pointed out i don't like that my cars are kind of locked behind you know mm -hmm. behind that because i do want to pull out the koenig sig and and just you know blast through these tracks but i can't but um it's it's a small thing i suppose overall in the grand scheme but absolutely this is worth the price of admission without question uh it's a must-have dlc i will say it's not the best ever dlc that still goes to the Witcher 3's DLC. Mm, but Blood and Wine, right? Yeah, that's a that's a fair point. Heart of Stone and Blood and Wine. That's yeah, I'll give it those. But but as far as racing goes, yes, this is one of the best without question. So if you all haven't played it, please do. It's, it's worth it. Um, yeah, sorry to just jump. Can I just jump in real quick? Because I just yeah. saw uh, in, in the chat there, Michelle Alexandria, she said, uh, I absolutely refuse to pay for a DLC for a game that I don't own. It's stupid. And I really want to play this. Michelle, if you really want to play this, it's worth the twenty dollars. I understand. You play, yeah, you could like, you could probably get Microsoft rewards to pay this for you. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Or you could just it. also like, buy the game if that's the issue. Like, yeah, if you just right. game, like I mean, it's still yeah. an option. You can do that. Yeah, buy the game. It's worth yeah, it too. It, the game is worth it. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, just yeah. I mean, I understand that like Game Pass kind of gives you a, uh, you know, it for free, but it's this is a fully fleshed out game with a fully fleshed out DLC. And you know, it's only $20 in the U S if you're in the U S and, and honestly, just, yeah, it's well worth the money. If you're worried, it's not going to be worth it. It is jump well in. worth it. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's, it's so big. It could be considered its own game. Like that's, that's how big there's so much to do in this expansion. And there are so much, there are so many uh, locales to drive through. Um, that you're going to be playing this forever. And, and, and you know, look, everyone's entitled to their opinion where they feel that their money should go. Money is hard right now for everyone. Uh, 20 bucks these days doesn't get you a whole heck of a lot, unfortunately. You know, you go to a store with 20 bucks, you know, five years ago, you come out with a bag of groceries. You go to a store with 20 bucks now and you, and you, you, you put three things in your, in your bag. Uh, and that's just the way the world, that's why the world sucks right now. Um, but, uh, in regards to DLC for gaming, I mean, think about this for a second. Most, uh, free to play games, uh, charge you 20 bucks for a season pass, right? Uh, those season passes don't include a 10th of what's included in this $20 package 
for Forza Horizon 5. So th just think about that, the, the, the value proposition of what you're getting. I mean, again, I, I, I get it. They, 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 I'm, I'm sure that there's going to come a conversation where someone's going to discuss, well, it was in Game Pass, so everything should be free because I'm paying my monthly subscription. And you, 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 would have an argue, you might have an argument there. Uh, for me personally, I, I, I say, you know, you, you get you the base game is as big as it is, right? And it is as monster sized as you could possibly get. It is part of your subscription price of fifteen dollars a month. And again, maybe this is just me. I can't speak for anyone else. Is throwing the develop the, the developer twenty bucks that 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 much of a of a again? I can't say that it's not a hardship. I'm saying that is it really. A, not worth the price of admission and that that of course that is in the eye of the beholder but daniel let's get your opinion on this and then we'll move on yeah. to the monster topic left for the remainder of the show what, what, what has been your experience with uh forza horizon 5's uh hot wheels dlc that launched last week yeah so i unfortunately haven't uh, spent a lot of time in it i got sort of sidetracked by uh first as dusk falls which is amazing it is uh, really good yeah really good it's so good it's probably it's really going to be good. one of the one of my favorite stories of of the year um and then i might have also slipped down the rabbit hole that is power wash simulator i you know <laughs> it is a thing <laughs> I just, dude I, I had to i had to clean that i had to clean that playground i don't know what them kids did to it but it was dirty <laughs> um so i, I think I've, I've only put in like maybe an hour and a half two hours into it so i'm still in the stage um with this dlc of just driving around and being like wow that's really pretty wow that's really pretty like i haven't gotten to the point of of <laughs> running into trouble with like the progression because i haven't really progressed like at all um so at this point my my experience with it is just going through and seeing like all the toys like there's a bit where there's like a dragon wrapped around a a, a pole and stuff and like yeah. you know all that kind of stuff just just seeing the toys sort of brought to life and then just seeing how there's something really um i don't know what the what the right word would be there's like an interesting uh juxtaposition there's your sat word for you today uh <laughs> between like having these children's toys and then these really really high fidelity biomes that just feels so fun like it's, yeah. it's just it's it's like they they took a thing from from your I mean it's literally what they did is they took a thing from your childhood and they just said like now it's for adults and I think that's I think that's great. <laughs> yeah, no, I, absolutely. It's it, it's it's again as realistic as the game can can be, and it, and it just look at the screen. Now this is some earlier footage that uh, again I'm still being under the weather. I just I just don't have it in me to sit there for these long play sessions to record. So the footage is just going to be what it is, but. As realistic as this footage is, and as the world looks, somehow uh, Playground Games was able to make these toy tracks mm -hmm. feel perfectly fit in this world. It's 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 it, it, again, it's it's just it's 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 a sight to behold. It is really unbelievable the the speed on the screen in front of you. Uh, especially when you hit the tracks that have like those rev those those rev engines, I mean it sends your sends your car I mean flying at supersonic speed. It's again it, this is this is this is if you are a fan of the of of racing, more specifically if you are a fan of Forza Horizon, 
you you owe it to yourself to play this DLC. You will not be disappointed. The price of admission is um, underserves what you get in the package. That 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 is an absolute fact. Uh, yeah. Dan, you have someone over here that that that, che- that checked out your uh, I think I believe it was Sour Blow. Let me see. Yeah, Daniel, I, just... I saw your Xbox acquisition video and I loved it. That told you I, that was that was a great video, Daniel. <laughs> Thank you very good, much. Good yeah. stuff. Uh, uh, the only other thing that I want to say about the the Forza DLC sure. is just that like their their ability to really combine like super high fidelity realism with surrealism has me very excited to see what fable looks like oh yes i'm not really a racing game kind of person right it's just not my bag i mean i think this is probably the exception to that rule um but just seeing sort of the tech and the talent that they have on display there and applying that to something that i'm more interested in like fable has me like through the roof excited (laughs) yeah well i mean again it's it's listen we saw what the Killzone team did with Horizon. Now, granted, Horizon Forbidden West didn't hit for me personally like I was hoping the first one did. Uh, I am back to playing it. I'm, I am quite enjoying it. But you cannot argue the fact that the stigmatism that mm-hmm. came with the team that was only known for mediocre first-person shooters delivered a monster triple a new ip one of my favorite ips for playstation in regards to horizon um and uh with that incredible success that we've seen not just with one game with the second game is 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 a marvel to look at um i i honestly cannot wait to see what playground games delivers in regards to fable I, i i think that all you have to do is look what they've done with Forza Horizon and just imagine how they're going to make an open world RPG of one, one of the most iconic Xbox IPs. I, I, I can't wait. And again, is it coming next year? No. Is it probably coming first quarter of 24? Probably. But you know what? I say a game that big, that important to the brand, to the platform, take as much time as you need, to be honest. Um and just get it right. And I think they're going to deliver the same way they just delivered with Forza Horizon's new DLC. But I do want to move on to the monster topic, folks, of the show. And that is, you know, again, this this ABK deal, uh, for a multitude of reasons, uh, has uh, taken over the conversation almost the entire 2022 campaign. For, a mul- for, for Again, for a multitude of reasons. It is the biggest Xbox uh acquisition as of as of this date we thought that that was uh bethesda uh it turns out that this is not just the biggest deal uh one of the bigger deals in u.s history it is the biggest deal in in microsoft history Uh, as much as they have spent over the years this is the biggest uh, uh investment they have ever made at uh and uh it's what what could you say about it? You know, I mean, uh, Activision is legendary. Blizzard King is legendary in its own right for mobile. But it's one of the things that I think got lost in the conversation uh, is 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 the fact that what what studios are going to be becoming uh, first party studios and potentially getting back to what they know how to do, and that's make incredible experiences. And I, I kind of want to talk with the panel and, 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 and get the chat involved in here and uh, get your opinion on of the eight that I have listed. What, what is the most what, what, which of these eight studios 
joining Xbox Game Studios potentially at the end of this year? Are you most excited to see deliver something that's not Call of Duty? And those studios, folks, are uh, and again, this is this has been lost on a lot of people because of the deal is being so big. We haven't yet to see anyone really talk about the studios, and the studios uh, of this list are staggering. Uh, Toys for Bob, Beanox, High Noon Studios, uh, Demonware, Raven, uh, Treyarch, Sledgehammer Games, and of course, Infinity Ward. I mean, wow. I mean, think about that for a second. All of those studios are going to be joining XGS either at the end of this year or early next year. And we do know that next year they're skipping Call of Duty, which they, 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 Microsoft is going to, or Xbox, Phil Spencer and the team over there, are going to hit the reset button for a lot of these studios that were dominant forces for years in the Xbox 360 era and now have been positioned to be in the salt mines of the Call of Duty franchise, meaning that they're simply... How does, how does Toys for Bob go from making incredible platformers to being a support studio for Call of Duty? Pretty crazy. It's pretty weird. Um, yeah, it, 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 it's unbelievable. Uh, Beanox, maybe that name doesn't ring a bell, uh, but before uh, Insomniac Games had the Spider-Man uh, IP unlocked for Sony's PlayStation... They made two of the most important and amazing Spider-Man games on the Xbox 360. Um, Sledgehammer Games. Now, we know Sledgehammer. They're, they're, they're known for Call of Duty. Infinity Ward, well, they're, they're known for Call of Duty. But High, High Noon Studios, folks, I mean, they, they've made some, some, some games. Ravensoft is another one. Uh, does anyone remember the, uh, the X-Men Legends uh, you know, game the top, the top that 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 game is um, still to this day a masterpiece. It is, of um, course, you got Marvel Ultimate Alliance too. I, all my day, and there you go, Marvel's Ultimate Alliance one mm-hmm. and two, which are again 360 classics. You know, l- l- let me bring this over to Umbra. Umbra, this is again as big as this deal is, and it is a monster deal. The 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 minutia of the conversation has to be the studios. Uh, and these studios, these legendary studios, are not only going to now be allowed to make games again, but they're going to be making first-party games. And the, the licensed IP that's coming along with this deal uh, is just its just massive. Uh, out of these eight studios, what, what jumps off the page for you? Are you most excited to see get back to doing something that's not Call of Duty? Uh, Raven. Honestly, like we said, Raven Software, without without question, I think probably the most talented out of the support studios is helping. And if, even if you look at what they're working on as under Call of Duty, they're the second studio. They're the I think they get assistant lead or something like that or something. I forgot the exact title for it. But they're just under Treyarch or Sledgehammer or um, uh, what's the other one? Um, Treyarch, Sledgehammer and Infinity, Infinity Ward. Ward. They're just under them. Yeah. And every time they make one of these Call of Duty games, main games. So they clearly have the talent to do so much. They're, they're uh, so diverse and they have a, a pretty solid big team. I think three different teams, too. And like you spoke, they make they make some of the most legendary, you know, comic get related games of all time. X-Men Legends, like you said, is a masterpiece in some ways. Uh, Marvel Ultimate Alliance. 
And these are all top-down type of games where you, many gamers probably wouldn't have been drawn to that type of gameplay for for superhero games, but they did it magnificently. So I can I can see them actually turning in something uh, unique and uh, creating something new as far as IP go. And even if they got something licensed, we know we'll get a quality you know, superhero game from them, which I believe Xbox definitely does need, by the way. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's funny you talk about that because there was a story that was broken yesterday uh, regarding a Black Panther game. Yeah, Bombay. Yeah, that's right. Uh, and that's going to be, we're actually going to be talking about that specifically on tomorrow night's uh, return of, of primetime gaming. Uh, and we're also going to be talking about, uh, you know, Phil Spencer's reluctance to, to bend the knee to, uh, you know, licensed IP. And, and I kind of feel that we're on the cusp of that changing. Um, and if you and, 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 you know, if you look at the what what the trailer, I don't know how many people saw the trailer over the weekend uh, for Hall H for Wakanda Forever. Uh, it broke records that have never seen broken before in regards to a trailer. The amount of eyeballs that came across the trailer uh, was it, it's it, it thinking about it has given me goosebumps because I, I was I was crushed to know that uh, that that that, um, that Chadwick had passed when he did. I mean, he was he did so many movies while he was sick. And if you don't know the story, he was visiting kids in cancer hospitals while he was dying folks yeah that's why it's 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 just talking about chadwick like it 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 chokes me up a bit because uh of how amazing of a human being he was and the fact that he's not going to be a part of it anymore it's 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 hard it's it's tough but the the point that i'm trying to make is that it is time i'm going to paint the picture for you and i hope that someone from microsoft is listening and maybe this gets back to phil on why it's time for microsoft to Stop allowing the conversation to be only for Sony when it comes to uh, Marvel-licensed IP. They haven't unlocked with Spider-Man. Wolverine is coming out, and apparently there is a rumor that they have a third one that they're mm-hmm. going to announce at some point. You, you, you're you letting them run wild, and it's it's just ridiculous at this point. I'm Again, I'm going to, we're, we're, the, the panel and I are going to break down the uh, all the information that we have on the Black Panther game. Um, and then, then we're going to break down the second half of the program on why it's time for Microsoft to get a character, an actual Marvel character uh, that is that is synonymous with the Xbox brand. This 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 multi-plat thing. I I I I I've 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 hit my edge, so to speak, <laughs> uh, to, uh, and, and I want to see Microsoft make a move. You know what I'm saying? I, I know Phil. We have, I mean, again, I don't know Phil Spencer personally. I know that he has specifically talked about not being in control of a licensed IP, and that's something that they don't like to do. A, a, a superhero game synonymous with Xbox, it has to happen. We have seen too many times, more often than not, that Sony continues to take on the conversation when it comes to licensed Marvel IP. And you know, coming off that story that was from about two months ago, where Microsoft actually turned down Marvel to do an exclusive, you, you got to get back to the table, folks. Uh, so, but again, yeah. tune in for primetime gaming tomorrow night, uh, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We're going to break that down, but 
please continue, uh, Infinite. I was so annoyed by the way to hear that when, oh, I found, dude, when we it, got it, that it, news. It, my rage meter went right through the right. right Man, through, right. Through I know. I know. I know. I'm not the only one. I know other people in the chat had to be upset when they heard that news. Like, I mean, oh, they could have had Spider Man. Yeah. Oh, they could have had this too. Like, mm-hmm. come on. That was a very different Microsoft. It was. It, 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 very, you know, it's obviously that was a Terry Myerson. Uh, who yeah. was known as a human roadblock? That was also a good old Donnie <laughs> D. Uh, that that was a Microsoft that uh, was, was those two gents, and I use the word loosely, gents. nearly ne- <laughs> nearly put Microsoft out of business, uh, Xbox out of business. It's, I, I will say though, right? The the Black Panther game that's that's still just a rumor, right? So I don't uh, think they. No, actually, oh, Grub no. says Jeff Grubb actually confirmed that it's in development. Right, but like they haven't confirmed platforms or anything yet. So no. I mean, Xbox I mean, has a really good partnership yeah, with right. EA. It's yeah. possible. I mean, look, look, go to Wakanda. What's everyone doing? They're throwing up the X. I don't know. Like, <laughs> like <laughs> could happen. It. That's good. Yeah, happen. yeah. You never know. I mean, like my thing though. Like, yeah, absolutely. Risk right. You, of course, it was a different Microsoft. I'm still annoyed though because <laughs> I because it. I look at I it and it. it's like, and I've been calling for it. Like I said, since the 360, I've been wanting Microsoft to have their own superhero game so it never happened and then sony of course you know stepped up and they had insomniac do what they do what they do in uh spider-man man and the rest is history but as far as that goes i'm, I'm with you 100 on that boom microsoft i think phil has to kind of get out of that licensing thing he's gonna have to get past that i think um i think the time is ripe for it this is an era of superheroes it's, it's not something you want to be left out on i think yeah. you know not to say it should be there soul focus but i think they're good with diversity anyway why not have something like that you know we should have everything as as far as i look at it i told you the last podcast we talked i said i'm greedy i want everything on that wrong with that i want everything on xbox and i mean that i want us all to have it all yeah mm-hmm. uh, so i don't want no, no shortage of anything be it third person action rpgs or third person over the shoulder semi walking simulators i want us to have everything so what about you know, cat simulators cat that too well, <laughs> I'll take the cat simulators too. Hey, I mean, I mean, look, uh, I, I'll say this: um, these studios, I, I'm sure that when it was announced that Microsoft was going to buy them, there was a sigh of relief, you know, that they could actually get back to making games because the the, the talent that I read out to open up the topic, these studios have a, an incredible legendary history in gaming and the fact that they're going to be able to spread their r- wings and you know how phil spencer does things you know the, the microsoft says hey make what you want and i'm sure that the conversation is is going to come up where you know m- m- maybe the team wants to revisit the singularity ip that Microsoft is going to own. Did anyone ever play that game? Because that's that's one of those hidden gems on the you, Xbox 360. I was that... literally that's the one I was. You stole it from me, boom. Yeah. That's the one I was going to say. Um, I, I I was I pulled it up on screen because I'm like, man, Singularity. I haven't played that. For you. And that was uh, was that Raven? That was Raven Software that, was Raven. that made that, right? Ooh, absolutely. Yeah. That's, that's kind of the reason why they got folded into Call yep. of Duty because yeah. of that game. But that game was so much more than Call of Duty, I think. So um. But man, I, I, look, there's so many games. I've got to, I've got to give a shout out to Sledgehammer Games because they're they're a bunch of Aussies. We don't have many Aussie studios. Um, 
Um, you know, like there's so many games and so many IPs that have got access. But the thing that's really interests me and gives the whole credence to the, uh, you know, Phil saying that, you know, we want these studios to make whatever they want. But also within Blizzard Entertainment, and uh, and we went, I went through this with Umbra, like when this was all happening, um, was uh, Blizzard Entertainment and Activision combined together. They actually have 33 studios. So like, in, uh, you know, that includes, you know, your Beanox, your Demonware, your Digital Legends, your High Moons, your Infinity Wards, all those as well. But in the background, they've got a lot of support studios. Yeah, they do. Yep. Yeah. A ridiculous amount. So the 30, I think it was 33. Don't quote me on the number, but I'm pretty sure yeah. it was 33 studios. And you have um, to also they, include the ones that have been folded into other studios like Vicarious Visions and Neversoft. And there's a bunch of those who are still exactly. independent buildings and teams, but have just been like, renamed as like you're just part of Treyarch now or this whatever now, yeah or blizzard, blizzard at albany or whatever the hell they call yeah. it like <laughs> yeah i mean you got there's so many ips there man it's just out of control singularity was the one that i was thinking but it was weird that you plucked that straight out of my brain i literally <laughs> had it on screen over here playing it just going man this game that game was good man it was yeah. really good that that gets me excited if they're like raven goes you know what we'd like to make another singularity with the physics that they can achieve now yeah the graphics that they can and just all of that into a new singularity game because i think that game was pretty ambitious right but there's but there's like one that's like really close to my heart we used to sit around as teenagers like spend a lot of time on tony hawk i yep. would like to see an old school tony hawk just brought back from the dead like even if they wheeled him in, in a wheelchair like you know Put him on the board, <laughs> whatever they got to do, man. That and then the other one that's really interesting that we talk quite a bit about, because um, one of my friends is a, well, a few of my friends are WoW players actually, is bringing WoW to Xbox. Uh, yeah, I, I, I think I think that has to that has to happen at some point. Risk it for sure. Yeah. Absolutely. And the, the only problem with that though is obviously the controller support, right? But mods have already done that. Mm -hmm. um, but why, this is one problem that I have with Microsoft as well. They have this directive that we cannot put games on Xbox um, we, you know, without control support. Yes, you can. <laughs> Just do yeah. it. Like, yeah. I want to play Age of Empires. I don't have a PC that can do it. Um, like I could probably make my PC do it, but I don't want to do it. I want to play it on Xbox, and I've got a keyboard and mouse that I plug into my Xbox, and I play RTSs on TTSs. Just bring them to Xbox. So they could do that, like, I reckon... That, that could be done, I reckon, within the space of about a year. Um, if they, yeah, StarCraft, there's just so much yeah. there. And mm -hmm. the other thing is, when you think about uh, what's coming with the, with this acquisition, and if it does land September, October, whatever, if it lands at the start or even the mid, it's going to land in 2023 or before. So we talk about how 2023 is going to be stacked, right? But it is going to be stacked. Like, there's going to be so much first-party stuff for us It's out of control it's unfortunate that we had to go through this drought but this is honestly like this gets me excited this gets me jumping out of my chair you know jumping up, like i'm sure that these developers are having conversations behind the scenes between themselves like what are we gonna make like you know i would be microsoft is buying us we're gonna have an unlimited budget which is yeah, probably not unlimited but they're gonna have a ridiculous amount of money to play yeah. with so i just think it's really exciting i can't pick one but if i had to singularity is the one for sure yeah, I mean, there, again, there's there's a lot of stuff that uh, Microsoft is going to come into uh, control, especially in the IP aspect. Uh, but it's it's these studios, these particular eight that I plucked from the the plethora of studios that are going to be joining Xbox Game Studios, and, and that's 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 an interesting take because you know you talk about a lot of these support studios. I I I, I think that's something that Microsoft needs more. Yeah. Of to be honest with you. 
Uh, I, I, I think that, you know, it, we, we, we've seen Sony do this to great success with their, their single-player games where they do have a huge amount of sports studios that come in even well after the game is done to do the polishing. And I think this Microsoft could, could learn a thing or three from that specifically uh, when you're talking about bringing all of these studios that were working, you know, on Call of Duty and now going to be freed up. I, again, I, I think risk it. You're onto something where this, this, there, there are conversations happening probably right now. What, we, well, we're going to be owned by Microsoft. What do we want to do? Because I think there's going to be a point where people are going to be sitting there and, and, and not sure what to do. Um, you know, uh, who, who's to say that they haven't been, because again, a lot of these studios were working on their own things before that they are uh, they were they were tasked to help with call of duty maybe activision at that point shelved a lot of their stuff ips that we don't know about and they now could go in and and, and microsoft being the owner of activision Good blizzard point. when the deal is done could reinvest in these these ips hey listen i mean look, look at grounded for instance grounded was being made well before microsoft uh uh, uh purchased obsidian and now, it, besides it being a, a huge success, it's getting its own animated series. Like there's, there's a lot to be said about you know smaller projects, you know passion projects from these teams that we don't know exist because they were shelved. So there, there, there's a lot potential, uh, a lot of potential here. Daniel, let's get let's get your opinion on this. What what of the of the eight studios that I have listed here, and, and what Umbra and uh, and uh, and Riskit have to say? What, what what excites you the most? Which which one of these studios jumps off the page? You know, <laughs> normally I would probably have said Raven, but I think basically everyone already did. So I'll I'll take I'll take the second shot, uh, and I'll go straight for Toys for Bob. Yeah, um, it may not necessarily be like the most exciting games, like the the huge game of the year type games, but Xbox now owns so many like really high value platformer IPs and they, as far as we know, don't have anybody working on them. Um, So just, I would honestly just say, throw all of that at toys for Bob and just be like, Hey, you guys did a good job with, with that crash game. You want to do maybe a banjo, maybe a conquer, maybe any of these other things you want to get that done. Like sure would be a shame if you had to do a new conquer for us. (laughs) Sure would be a shame toys for Bob. (laughs) If you became one of the most popular studios under Xbox, that would be the worst. Um, But I do want to say, you know, I I just I want to pour just a little bit of cold water on this because I, you know, I want to make sure that people have their expectations in check. Um, Not you guys, but like the chat. Um, These things that we're talking about, like they aren't things that are going to happen immediately immediately when the deal is Mm -hmm. done. Right. Like this is going to take a while, like years, a while. Right. It's going to be that sort of thing where. The deal's going to go through, and there's still going to be problems that happen at Activision Blizzard. Like that's not something that goes away overnight. Right. Um, and I, I already know that there's going to be a Kotaku article. There's going to be a, you know, all these articles talking about how, oh, hey, Xbox bought this ABK, and it's still having problems. And it'll be like less than a year after the deal went through, and it's like, yeah, of course it is. <laughs> like, this is an ingrained problem. You're you know how long it took to power wash that playground? It's going to take about 10 times that long yeah. to power wash ABK. 
right? Like it's going to take a minute. A lot of work to um, go there, but I think that Phil's the man for it. Sorry to jump in. Oh no, you're right. Yeah, I completely agree. Uh, and it's so it's it's going to be a while before we start getting the things that we really want from these teams because theoretically they're not able to start on them until at the absolute earliest the first day that they're acquired by Microsoft, and more likely than not, it's going to be you know five six months after that. Um, so. I don't want to see people being like, they've owned Activision for, for two whole days. Where's my banjo game? Right? Like, yeah. calm down. That's not yeah. No, you make, you make sense. Um, but what I will say is that the thing that I'm so excited about is that, like, there are, what, 10,000 employees at ABK? Yeah. And probably more than half of those are stuck working on Call of Duty. I cannot wait to see what those people have in their minds for other games. Cause you can't tell me that between those 10,000 people or probably 5,000 people who are going to get pulled off um, that none of them have a pitch for an exciting new IP. Now, obviously Xbox has a ton of IP that they're not really using right now that I would also love to see utilized, but just the idea of having studios like Raven or Beanox or high New- or high moon, back on the street making the things that they want to do like that's the part of this that excites me more than anything and i can't even necessarily predict what those people are going to be making because more likely than not it's going to be new ip but it's going to be a long time before that happens yeah unfortunately but like i would also touch on just the even the fact that even beside these studios possibly making their own new ip or some licensed ip is the fact like boom pointed out them possibly being support studios to help out on something like Halo, for instance. Yes, yes, and yes, absolutely. Imagine putting Raven, who has been a great big help to Call of Duty on on Halo to help make maps and things like that, or new game modes. Absolutely. And and there's so many ways that can happen. This might be kind of a hot take or a bad take. I don't know. Let me know. (laughs) Um, I genuinely think that for some of these teams, having worked on Call of Duty might end up being a good thing for them Mm. um you know you you look at raven and high moon and all these studios they did good work but it wasn't necessarily like super duper high triple a quality high fidelity type stuff and now they have experience working with those things working with those engines if they can it like if raven is able to separate themselves from call of duty but still make something that is on the level of call of duty that would be ridiculous yeah mm-hmm. it would definitely be a w yeah yeah i mean there's 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 certainly a heck of a lot more upside to this deal than there is uh the the bottom out aspect uh the bottom out aspect is they need to clean house and they're doing that already uh it starts with bobby uh kodak who is the devil uh once they get rid of him and his stick and, and his stink has remo- been removed from the company they they can then work on doing what their company is supposed to do, and that's make games. And 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 I know that we're all here for it. I I can't wait uh, to see what they do. I, I I'm I'm very excited for uh, to see what these studios want. Again, Call of Duty is a great product. I don't play it. I play it for the single player. I don't play the multiplayer. Um, didn't buy the new Call of Duty. Definitely going to be buying uh, this one this year because obviously Modern Warfare Two is is legendary, and I loved the remake of Modern Warfare One, which was a masterpiece. Um, 
but I cannot wait to see what these studios do um, uh, starting, uh, you know, you know, obviously with next year wh- where there will not be no main mainstream or mainline call of duty. They're taking a year off and they're not really because obviously uh, uh, Warzone 2 is, is supposed to be dropping. So they're, they're going to be hard at work at that. And if you're into call of duty and that's your bag, then, you know, you're, you're, you're good to go. Uh, let me catch him some of the super chats, and we'll get everyone the heck out of here. You drops a two pound super chat and says they just need to buy WB so they can own all of DC. Yeah, that's 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 a lot of people saying that in the chat. Um, Brett that's Bingham, cool. good friend of the program, drops a five dollar super chat and says, "Who says uh, the next Microsoft acquisition won't have a superhero IP included? WB Games and DC?" Question mark. See again, people. Still have that in their mind that that could be, and it very well could be thing. Raiden Blade drops a, a five-pound super chat and says, turning down Marvel, how much harder will it be now for Xbox to secure a Marvel IP? I believe they have IPs in development for Xbox, but what about what cost for times or not? That's a good question. I know that uh, about a year and a half ago, maybe even two years ago, when Marvel wanted to get back into um, licensing their their ips out for people to make games there was a there was a curtain call tour for the um development uh community uh, and that was publishers that was the small development houses that was across the board where they wanted people to play in their world so i don't think that microsoft would it be costly well sure but you're microsoft so what do you care uh the, the what microsoft cannot do is sit on their hands regarding a superhero uh, uh, genre like it doesn't exist, like it, it's, it's not relevant to the conversation. I love what Microsoft is doing, I love what Xbox is doing, uh, with you know, w- with how different their games are. There's so many choices across the board, whether you're playing Power Wash Simulator or Forza Horizon, there's something for everyone, but there isn't a fighter, right? They're, they have their, they're, they're still missing fighters, they're still missing uh, platformers, even though they own some big time platformers. Well, they're, 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 the superhero genre isn't going away anytime soon. Marvel just announced Secret Wars and the Kang Wars. Uh, folks, uh, superheroes are a thing, and they're going to stay around. Microsoft needs to, to embrace that. They need to embrace that. And again, we're going we're gonna to cover that further on tomorrow night's primetime gaming. Uh, but good stuff, Raiden Blade, as always. We also have another super chat came in from uh, Jacob Novick. Drops an additional $5 super chat and says, Phil's prop, Phil probably wants to make a new guitar hero yes please uh in fact they should headline kiss my favorite band to do it uh xbox must do uh must uh must to do that canned uh t uh tony hawk uh uh p uh, well thps uh three and four remakes uh but i want crash five spiral four and skyrand skylanders one reboot um, yeah, I mean, Sky, I don't think Skylanders would come back unless it was not involved with the toys to life stuff because that was a heavy investment. But who knows? They have, like I said, they're going to have incredible IP. Danny Passion Official drops an additional $5 super chat and says, I think Microsoft hasn't t- take any big third party IP to release day one on Game Pass this year is, is due to the ABK deal. Uh, any big noise can affect the deal. I mean, it, it's possible. It, it's definitely possible. But I, I still think they have a couple of surprises lined up for us for sure. He drops an additional 
uh, uh, $2 Super Chat says, sorry for the typo, kind of busy around here. Don't sweat it, brother. Uh, definitely appreciate the generosity and, of course, the comment. Folks, that is your Xbox Factor podcast for this Tuesday. Hopefully, you enjoyed yourself enough to spend the near two-hour program. Let's get everyone out of here because I'm running out of steam, folks. I'm not even going to lie. Um, and let's get to the outros. And we're going to start first with Risk It for the Biscuit. Brother, sell your brand. Tell everyone about the great podcast that they can ch- tune into each and every week with uh, with uh, Doom, Co- Doom Cutie, yourself, uh, Infinite Umber, and, of course, Jedi. Uh, love what you guys do over there. I think it should be on uh, in everyone's uh, playlist for sure. Say your brand, brother. Uh, yeah, th- well, thanks for having me, Boom. Uh, Mr. Big G, uh, thanks for having me. And Amra, thanks for having me on the show, guys. I really appreciate it. Um, you can find me on Twitter at RiskIt4TB. You can find uh, the channel and the podcast um, every Friday at 8 p.m. EST if you're in the U.S. And I assume there's no one from Australia here because it's 2 a.m. Um <laughs> So I tell you what time it is for that. Um, but yeah, just head over to just look for Risk It for the Biscuit with my name. You've seen my name there um, with a four in it. Um, yeah, head over 8 p.m. EST. We have a pretty chilled out, laid back podcast. And we talk mostly positive news. Um, occasionally the odd ne- negative thing will come up, but we have a blast over there. Um, and once again, boom, thanks for having me on the show, mate. Really appreciate it. It's been a great show. I had a great time. And your chat's amazing. Some of them made me laugh. Um, some of them surprised me and they got some great takes in there. So thank you all. Oh, thank you, brother. And Daniel McGee, sell your brand, brother. Tell everyone where they can check out your YouTube channel, but more importantly, reach out to you on social media. Yeah, absolutely. So you can find me on Twitter at Daniel J McGee or on YouTube at Daniel McGee. That's Daniel MCG. Um, you can also find me, uh, over at the outbreak podcast channel next Monday. Uh, cause I was just interviewed by, uh, friend of the channel i guess web, web dave, dave yes uh who you if you're a fan of the channel will have seen on uh, uh breakfast with boomstick i always forget which one uh but uh the, the only other thing i want to say is uh give angela bassett an oscar for that one line that she did in the wakanda forever trailer where she's talking about having lost her whole family had me in tears from a trailer yeah uh, man that was that woman that's all right yes yeah. yeah, Angela Powerful. Bassett still still delivering the power lines. Yeah, that was that trailer was uh, like I said. I have some numbers that uh, uh, that came out regarding the everyone that watched that trailer in 24 hours. And even though it has nothing to do specifically with gaming, it goes to show you the power of superheroes, specifically Marvel. And this is why I'm going to really put my stake in the in the ground for tomorrow night's prime time. On one, Microsoft has to uh, get their own hero. But uh, yeah. uh, thanks for being here, Daniel. And last, and no way least, Infinite Umbra. Sell your brand, brother. Tell everyone where they can check you out on Fridays. Uh, and more importantly, where can they uh, reach out to you on social media if they want to strike up a conversation? You guys can find me on Twitter under Umbra Infinite or Infinite Umbra. You'll find me one way or another. And of course, on the Xbox Infinite podcast on Fridays, uh, eight Eastern. Uh, here in America and for the future people in Oz, Australia <laughs> it's on the Saturdays I believe at 10 in the morning and I uh, just want to give a, a big shout out to the to the co-host here and to you Boom for, for bringing a brother on and again it's it's always fun to go where everybody knows your name 
<laughs> I almost broke out in song again. But um, yeah, um, good topics, good discussion here today, and uh, appreciate you guys for for your your thoughts and and. Well, thank you for being a part of it, brother. It. Yeah. Definitely, yeah, definitely great to have you a part of this program each and every week. And obviously. Uh, thank you, everyone that tuned in. We had over 300 viewers today live. I know that it's tough because it's the summer. Everyone's still out doing their thing. So to have that many viewers here is, is a big deal. Thank you for bearing with me, not being on camera. Uh, like I said, I would have I would have made another topic, but I, I got nothing left in the tank, folks. Uh, but uh, again, we're, you are getting two additional shows this week. You're going to get your scheduled primetime gaming tomorrow night, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And then we're going to do it again for Breakfast with Boom where we're giving away $400 worth of uh, $50 gift cards, eight $50 gift cards. And all you got to do to win is be in the chat. Uh, and that's Friday morning, 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Thank you again for all the well wishes and the kind sentiments for me and Mrs. Boomstick to make a full recovery. And, of course, I'm going to close out the show. Oh, well, I want to say a big thank you to all of the super chats that continue to come in because those allow for us to do these big giveaways and without those channel memberships and Super Chats, we can't do that. So thank you again. And, of course, I'm going to close out the show, folks, with something that's important to me. Hopefully one day it will be important to you. And that's something that my dad taught me with kids. And he said, Craig, treat others how you want to be treated. And also, it doesn't cost anything to be nice to live by those rules, son. I can guarantee you you're going to have an awesome day. So take care, everyone. And we'll see you next week on the newest episode of the Xbox Factor Podcast. <laughs>